You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the best bits of the week. I'm Morgan. In case you're joining for the first time, this is where I break down the Bobby Bone show from this week. I share the top seven engaged with segments. And on part one, I will bring on another show member. We talk about some fun things. And this weekend, it's Mike D. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you feeling about this week? You seem to come in here with a high. I have a lot of energy this week. I've had a lot of fun things happen in my life in really like the last week and i was even thinking before doing this like i think i'm the happiest i've ever been wow in a long time okay this is big okay we're gonna we're gonna hold that for a little bit later sorry y'all are getting teased just to wait <laughs> a little bit in the podcast because we got lots of things to talk about but i want to hear all about this okay? okay so hold that keep that there we're gonna start off though i got some random questions because right. y'all loved to engage with this segment online you guys heard about my Kind of strange uh, aspect of my wake-up routine that I have Mm -hmm. that my dad still calls me every morning to help. Listen, I got lots of anxiety and fear about not making the show is really what it is. And I I bet Mike probably can uh, know where some of that anxiety comes from as well. Yeah, I'm with you with having the multiple alarms. I also have the one fallback of a couple of times Raymundo has called me. Okay. Because I get here early before anybody else too, but Ray is always here before me. And if there's a certain time I come in and and if I'm not in by that time, I'll get a call from Ray like, hey man, coming in? I'm like, yes, (laughs) I am on my way. Because sometimes I'll I'll sleep through all those alarms still. And it's that thing of like, you fear it happening. And sometimes on the weekends, I'll wake up thinking I'm late for work and it's it's Saturday. Isn't that terrifying? It's the worst feeling. It's also the worst feeling when you do actually sleep through an alarm. Yes, it is the the worst feeling in the world. Uh Even like the other the other day, it was a weekend and my wife woke me up like, are you not going in today? And I freaked out. I started to get up and get ready like. It's it's Saturday. Like, I shouldn't be getting up right now. (laughs) See, okay, so my anxiety is proven. It's fair. I think a lot of us have it on the show. We Mm -hmm. just want to make sure we're not missing the show. Because the time we wake up 
it's really early mm-hmm. and you could sleep just like a normal human and you would miss so much of our job. Exactly. That's the hard part. We're not programmed to wake up that early. Yes. And if you don't make it in on time, you get sent home and there is nothing more defeating than being sent home. That's just like the worst feeling in the world. So I'm like, my anxiety is like, yeah, that's never going to happen. I'll check my alarms 50 times to make yeah. sure they're even set in the first place. And then I'll set 50 alarms to make sure that they're all going off. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're making me feel better, but also hilarious that Ray is calling you. Yeah. How often do you think that happens? Like in this year, how many times has oh, it happened? Oh, the entire time I've worked here, I started in 2016. It's only happened twice okay. where I've gotten a call from Ray. And it's because you weren't here and he was a little confused? Because I'm always here at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. So he knows if I'm not here, I'm probably oversleeping and he'll check on me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. And now I feel a lot better. I'm yeah. glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I know I still have a weird part of my w- wake up routine, but I'm really glad I'm not the only one that has the anxiety because yeah. that's where it's coming from. Exactly. So, okay. I do have uh, more fun, like random questions though. Okay. This is kind of morbid. I'm just putting it out there. But if you only had one day to live on earth, Mm -hmm. what would you spend your day doing? I've actually thought about this recently. (laughs) I, you know, my favorite day of the week has become Sundays. I think it's the one day where like my wife and I get to spend the most quality time and it's the most chilled and relaxed. And I think if I had one day left, I would just have a normal Sunday. Okay, and what does a normal Sunday consist of? A normal Sunday, I usually wake up, normal time, maybe like 7 a.m. I go for my long run, and that is kind of like my meditation time for the week is where I clear my head. If the world's about to end, I'm going to want a clear head. (laughs) So I go on that for one last time. I come back, I have my coffee, I have breakfast. My wife and I go and get smoothie bowls, and then we just hang out, watch movies, watch TV. And then we get dinner at night and just a very laid back, chill day. That's my perfect day. So I think if I had one day left, I would just want one more of those. All right. Well, now you're making me all sentimental about a special <laughs> Sunday. And I do, I'll, I'll share mine here a little bit, but this is spinning me into another question because my boyfriend and I have the constant debate. He's one of those people that loves to get maybe like a few things done, but then spend the whole day on Sunday relaxing. Mm-hmm. Whereas I use my Sundays to get everything done that I have not gotten done in the week and to prepare for the next week. Okay. So do you guys have that dilemma or which side do you fall on on the coin? Is it a relaxing Sunday or a productive Sunday? I'd say a little bit productive like afternoon. If we have to do anything, we do it in the afternoon. We still take that slow morning. And then if we have to go out, run some errands, we do it in the afternoon, but pretty chill all the way around. Okay, so you're you're going for the relaxed Sunday. Yeah, like I have to do work stuff to get prepared for that Monday, but I try to fit all that in in the morning and the afternoon. So later in the day, it's like relaxed time. Chilling. Okay, well, hey, you follow my boyfriend's <laughs> side. I do think more people do that. I don't know why I just have always spent my Sundays like, okay, here's my time. Because I want to, Saturday's truly kind of the only day that I really have off. Yeah. Because as you just mentioned, we get ready for the show for Monday. So like Sunday, I'm working. So Saturday's my day to do all my fun stuff yeah, and enjoy, even if that means relaxing or doing nothing. So then when Sunday rolls around, I'm like, okay, I got to work a little bit. got to get stuff done here and there, wash the car, mow the yard, do all the things that I have to do <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. And But every time my boyfriend is like, we, we really have to do this on Sundays? This yeah. has to be a thing on Sundays? <laughs> See, yeah, I, I think I used to do that, but I just load everything up on Friday now because I used to take Friday. It's like, oh, it's the weekend. But if I can get some more of that stuff done on Friday, like a Friday afternoon, even earlier in the day to give me 
that Sunday and that Saturday to do less, I think that's better for you mentally. Okay. So you're saying I need to change up my routine a little bit. Get it? Yeah. I try to do as much during the week as possible to give me those two days to reset. I think what the kind of job we have, I think that's important for you. Okay. Well, you're convincing me I need to change it up a little bit. Like, I got to break a bad habit though. Those Sundays are meant to be productive for me. So, but I love that. Okay. You are team relaxing. I'd love to know what you guys are too. So hit me up if you're team relaxing or team productive. Those are the two teams there. Um, but yeah, if I were to spend like a, the last day on earth, funny that you say relaxing again, you mm-hmm. do, you're getting really good at this relaxing thing, Mike. <laughs> Um, I think mine would be to, I love traveling and I love seeing things that I've never seen before. So I think I would take my friends and family and of course my dog Remy, cause I cannot spend the last of my day without her and go and fly to a really cool place and eat and drink all my favorite foods and see a place that I've never seen before. And then I die happy. That's a fun way. That's a right? fun last day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, saying that I got to travel, so it's got to be somewhere close. Yeah. The travel but, part is hard because you spend a little bit of it in the air yes. or driving. Mm-hmm. But hey, I got to see something really cool. If it's the last thing my eyes are going to see, it, it, maybe we need some like cool Utah or like somewhere in the States, you know, relative. We can get there within a few hours. And that's just where I where I die. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's similar. I still want to be with my friends and family, my dog, good food. All my things that I love, but like just different scenery from yours. <laughs> see something new. <laughs> yeah. Before I'm about to yeah. not see anything ever. Also, another random question. Circle Network announced they have a new show called Inside the Base, where basically like country artists go inside a military base and they live a day in the life of a military person. Mm-hmm. If you had to live the life of another job for a day, what's one you'd be interested in doing? Oh, another job. I have like a weird fascination with the ocean. So I would like to live the life of a scuba diver for a day and go explore the ocean. There's just something like about exploring something that we've only seen like a very small fraction of Mm -hmm. that I would like to go down there and and see that. Do you ever get in a deep hole on TikTok? There's those videos where they show like the lowest submarines and what's actually in the deep blue ocean. Yeah, like how far you can go down and all these weird fish that you can see that look like prehistoric creatures. Uh Uh-huh. I guess that's fascinating to me. You're not scared of like what's under there? No, I would like to find out what's under there. What if you found like the lost city? That would be amazing and they'd make a movie about it. (laughs) (laughs) You become part of that? Okay, so scuba diving. And checking out and exploring the world. Yeah, as far down as we can go, deep sea diving. There was, I had saw on TikTok, they they had taken the submarine, the lowest it's ever possibly gone, and hit like the deepest part of the ocean floor that exists. As, yeah, certain parts you can get to. Yeah, it, it, whatever this one was, it was like a, a life-changing submarine event that happened. It popped up on my TikTok and they showed like some of the creatures that they saw. And it was some Jurassic World stuff, like... I'm pretty sure those animals have been around for uh, yeah, longer than most of us. There's no telling how long they've been down there. Yeah, right. And you also don't, like, we don't know anything about them, so we don't know how old they are or how old their species is. It is fascinating, so I'll give you that. But scuba diving is also terrifying because you got to have all the equipment on. you got to train for all of that. Do you feel like you could train and do all the swimming and everything needed? I think so. I think I would be good at that. I've never been, but I would like to go someday. And you do train really hard at running, so you just kind of have to shift your energy into scuba diving. Yeah, if it has any kind of endurance factor, I think I'm good on that end. Have you ever gone snorkeling before? No, never. 
Okay. Well, snorkeling's like the the top one because you just kind of stay above the water and you check everything out and you breathe out a little snorkel hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, but scuba diving is like taking that like 20 steps further. <laughs> so maybe you need to start with snorkeling first. Maybe I'm just overconfident because I watch a lot of like Nat Geo shows and I'm um, like, oh, that looks easy. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's what's happening here. Are you the one that's watching Shark Week like my dad? I do watch that. <laughs> It's yeah. great. It's his favorite time of the whole year. He'll be like, Shark Week's on. And we'll, we'll send him all the shark memes. We'll get him like shark cookies. And it's like his favorite. He has like Shark Week t-shirts. <laughs> it's like his thing. That's that's a peek into what your life is going to look like. Finally. Yeah, that's going to be me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so I have even more random questions. But these are going to be space edition because coming in at number six, we had William Shatner on the show. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about going to space in real life. And it was just Totally a chaotic interview all the way around, but so funny. If you haven't listened to it, it's going to be on The Best Bits Part 2, or you can go watch it at bobbybones.com. But him talking about space has made me come up with these questions that I need to know. Space, off-Earth, alien-type edition of Mm -hmm. random questions. If given the chance, would you go to space? 100%. I think whenever we had that bit on the show of selecting someone to go to space in a drawing, I think you and I were the ones (laughs) of like, you don't have to put us on a wheel. We want to go. Yep. I would love to see what the earth looks like from up above. I watch a lot of space movies, kind of how I am with the Nat Geo stuff. And in my head, someday I will go to space. Like I just have that dream of doing that. Either by pain, by force or by. Uh... Yeah, by somehow I think <laughs> later in life it'll become more affordable and it'll just be like taking a trip somewhere else. I think that's probably maybe next 30 years or so of just how often people are going now and they're really just kind of scratching the surface as far as how long they go. I mean, they're like seven, 11 minute trips, but I think in our lifetime we'll have like real space tourism and I want to go, I would go to space. I would go to Mars, even though that's really far. I'd go to the moon. I'd go anywhere. You're like, I just want to go see the outer space. Yeah. I just can't imagine in my life if that opportunity and that technology existed for me not to go. Fair. Okay, so how much would you pay to be able to go? What's like the the most you would pay? See, that's what I'm saying, like the next 30 years, because right now it's super expensive. Oh, yeah. Like, But like most you're like, okay, I could like, I could make this worth it if I paid this much. I would say once it gets to the price range of what like a, like an overseas flight would be now. Okay, so <laughs> that's like where it has to get in my 1500 to 3000 range. Once it gets to that price level, then I'm in. Okay. <laughs> or or you're going to be the the 100-year-old man that goes to space for the first time. Or yeah, or that. <laughs> if we if we're not at the the cheap version of space travel yet. Yes, that that would be me. <laughs> I'm with you. I think I think my max would be like 5000 and I'd be like, "Okay, that's worth it." If I go past that, I'm like, I don't one I don't have that money and two I don't know if it's worth it for me to drop it to go to space. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Like if it's at 11 minutes, yeah, like no. I'm not paying that much ever. Yeah, can you go like circle me around the moon and come back? Like I want to go on a mission for like that amount of money. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yep. Okay, I just I was seeing where our levels were. Maybe somebody's listening, you know, and maybe you pay the fifteen hundred and somebody else covers the rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> throwing it out there, taking it a step further. Would you become friends with an extraterrestrial alien? I think those are the same thing, but I just wanted to emphasize that's the kind of alien I'm talking about. Yeah, 100%. Okay. I I think, I believe in aliens. Like, I just think there's so many things happening, and I just believe in them. So would I be friends with them? 100%. (laughs) I'm with you. I am 100% with you. If somebody walked up to me today and said, 
I am from Mars. I'd say, that's really cool. Can you tell me about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would be like, this is awesome. We would start a podcast together. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't understand why. why pe- I, I guess there's a fear and people are innately fearful of things, but I'm with you. So far, we're, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Mike, maybe we're on a different space wavelength. <laughs> would you live on Mars for six months? Six months is a long time. Uh-huh. That's six months... I know just, you said you'd go to Mars, but would you live there? Just me by myself there? for six months. Mm-hmm. You live on Mars for six months. Maybe you're with some other people, but not like your family or anything. You're just, you went up on, just like the movie uh, with. The Martian? Yes, where he's there and he lives up there. You know, Matt Damon did pretty well in that movie of just existing on Mars by himself. He was also very smart. Mm-hmm. But I think I would. If it's similar to how it was depicted in that movie, it seems like it'd be a pretty cool place to explore. So I think I'd be in for it. Okay. Six months is a long time, though. It is. It doesn't seem much in the grand scheme of things. And you're like, oh, I have a whole life. Six months is nothing. But then you're like, well, six months is a long time if I got to be away from people that I love. Yeah. Half a year is it's that takes a while. It does. But, you know, probably like half of that would be traveling. So you'd probably be up there for like three months. But it's true. Noting if if that's the way space travel works at that point. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sign me up. Okay. Would you be a test subject for a portal for traveling to another planet? So like a time travel, like just like a... Not time travel, but like if you've probably seen them in uh, superhero movies where they're a portal and you jump through and you're basically on another planet. Oh, so just a straight up... A portal, but you're Ooh. a test. You're a test person. They haven't tested it out yet. You're I, like one of a hundred. Have they tested it on any living thing, like a lab rat? I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> I don't think I could do that one. Don't think you'd be a test no, subject? No, because I think that's such crazy technology. You go in, and if there's even the smart, smallest thing that goes wrong, you end up nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're gone. They can't get you back on the yes. other side. I don't think I could go first on something like that. Well, so the reason that I, they have it on like Supergirl, but they also, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is like the one really massive Marvel TV show that lasted for several seasons. In one of those seasons, spoiler if you haven't watched it, I mean, this thing's been out for like 15 years, but they have a monolith and basically it like uh, transforms every so often. And every time it does, anything in its path would get sucked up into it. And on the other side of that monolith is another planet. Mm. And like the bad guys were using it to explore space travel and all of these things and sending people from NASA. And it was this whole like season that I was like, what if this was real? What if there was an actual portal that like sucked you up and you're placed on another planet? You know nothing about that planet, but you know you're going through a portal. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's wild. Yeah. And you just have to survive. You go to another planet. It's just like the, you know, everything's not worked out quite yet. So you're not really sure which planet you're going to. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, but no, not not for that one. No, nah, I wouldn't be the test subject. I would use it later when somebody else figured it out. Because it would, I mean, imagine the problems it would solve with travel. Yeah. If you could just hop into a portal and be somewhere else, yep. it would change everything. Yes. It would change the way like artists tour. Like they mm-hmm. could be in so many cities and like. A One quick day. amount of time, we could go and be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't be good for <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like it would change the I security feel, of yeah, our world. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people wouldn't want that to happen for that reason. Mm-hmm. For how many people make money off of travel. Yep. And they're like, no, we can't do that. Oh, you know if it, if it becomes a thing, it's going to get monetized. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 
It ain't going to be free. <laughs> we're going to be buying them and we're going to be spending a lot of money just like this Apple. There's going to be a company out there that's going to be like Apple, but for space travel. And we're all buying into it. Yep. Every time. Oh, well, those are those are those random questions. I got more to talk about, though. So we're just going to keep moving. Those are fun. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, Lunchbox had his big old grand old acting debut. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, I was always saying that and writing that on all those social media. And then he talked about it. I was like, well, I don't really know what to call this. But it's something of a debut. Yeah, because I think to be acting, you have to have a line. Yeah, and you are going to find out when you listen to the segment again, or if you've already caught it, that, uh, well, things did not go as planned (laughs) when he got down to Las Vegas. So we're just going to leave that there. You can go check that out. I want to know some exciting things happening in your life because you came in here with a high. Mm -hmm. You're like, I feel so good. I'm so happy right now. Tell me what's going on. I've just had a lot of my recent childhood dreams come to fruition. 
Earlier this week, one of my favorite bands of all time announced they were getting back together with one of their original members, and that's Blink-182. Yes. And they announced they're putting out a new album, there's a new song out, and they announced a huge tour. And they've been my favorite band since I was in like third grade. I started listening to them, and I've never been able to see them live because tickets were always so expensive, and I was just like, I'm never going to be able to see them. By the time I was an adult, they had broken up, and now that they are back together... And I have tickets to see them. It's kind of surreal. <laughs> like, I never thought I would be able to see that lineup and be able to afford tickets to go to something like that. That it has made me, like, really happy and have, like, something to look forward to. That's awesome. Okay, so did you ever see the Blink-182 with the different member? No, I've never seen them in any capacity. Period. Yeah, okay. I've seen them in their different side projects. So that singer was in another band called Alkaline Trio who was another one of my favorite bands. The guy who came back, Tom DeLong, had a side project called Angels and Airwaves, and they came to town last year, and I saw them. But I've never seen them as Blink-182. So this feels pretty monumental for me. Yeah, and probably pretty nostalgic, too. Yeah. like this, These are all songs that, at the time when they came out, inspired me to learn how to play guitar. It's the reason I started my first band. My initial plan leaving high school was to move and try to make it in a punk rock band. That was all because I discovered Blink-182 and they made me want to write dumb songs and play <laughs> punk rock. So getting to see them live is like everything coming all the way back around. So did you splurge? Was there an option to buy meet and greets? I didn't get meet and greets. <laughs> Let's just say their tickets are not cheap. Oh man, and okay, so just the tickets are The tickets cheap. are alone, yeah. Mm. So that was like, I, I know this is a bucket list item, but there's also a threshold on how much I want to put it on, on I get this. That. So, yeah. I, just, I don't really want to meet people oh, anymore. You're like, oh, is this going to ruin it? Yeah. But normally, meet and greets, they are pretty, like, not a lot is going to happen. Yeah. It'd be a lot to pay for a picture. And then if you have, like, not the best experience, it takes away a little bit from it. True. I would just rather go to the show, experience the show sing along to my favorite songs, and that'd be it. That'd be the that'd be the interaction. Uh, yeah, okay, so is this this year or is it next year? Next summer, so it's a long way. Oh, way. yeah, you got, like, anticipation is going to be building for months. So that's a weird thing to be so excited about right now. It's not weird, though. I mean, that's really cool. That I think it's cool that you have something that you love that much that you can get excited about. I think that's cool. Yeah. And you, I mean, I can tell you're excited. You're like, you're like, you look like you're glowing right now. You know how they say like women, when something good happens to them, start glowing. (laughs) You look like you're glowing right now. Because this is something I've been like following along the TikTok theories of him coming back into the band. Like me and my brother also bond over this band a lot. We've been texting a lot. And then once it finally happened, I was texting my brother. I texted my wife (laughs) and I was like, we're getting tickets. We're going. (laughs) So is your brother going to come in town and go with you? We're trying to decide if he's going to come here or I go to another show in Dallas. We're trying to figure that out. So you may go to two shows. May go to two shows. I mean, why not? I know. This could be the one opportunity that it happens. They could be like one and done. They could get back together and then decide they want to break up again. They don't like each other anymore. I mean, there had to be a reason they weren't together for so long. Yeah. And hopefully at least now it's all worked out or they wouldn't have done that. It's true. Right? There has to be something. Because that's like 20 years. Yeah, that's a long time. 
And the weird thing now is like Travis Barker is more famous for being with the Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, and that's like that's real. almost what my wife is more excited about. She's like, oh yeah, I've seen him on the Kardashians. <laughs> and she would probably be at his shows because this is a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she would get to see one of the Kardashians, likely by side stage, and you'd get to see your favorite band of all time. Yep. <laughs> so do they fall ahead for you above Post Malone? No, I still think Post Malone is my number one. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I'm I'm not sure how to take that because I the way that I just saw you glow about Blink 182, I really thought Post Malone was about to be th- Cause, dethroned. Because I think Blink 182 is so formative of my young adult life, but Post Malone has been so much more in me now in the last five six years that I think that means more to me now. Okay. And that's the other reason I'm excited <laughs> for this week, because I'm seeing Post Malone this weekend. He's going to be in Nashville. Yeah. Okay. And that is a show I've been looking forward to for a few months now. And another one that I was like, no matter how close he comes, I'm going to travel to. But it just happens to him being in Nashville. And the only other time I've seen him was in a small club here in Nashville. And I mean, before he blew up. So I've never seen him in this capacity. And I've been looking at like videos of how like complex the stage looks and how much goes into his show that I'm just so excited to get to see him again. <laughs> uh, now, okay, so you've been looking up things about both of these concerts. Are you one of those people that looks up a set list before you go? I usually do, but for Post Malone, I didn't. Usually every concert I go to, I look at every single song that they played in every city and I plot out like when they play my favorite songs, if I need to stay for the encore, <laughs> and I get bummed out if there's a song I like and they haven't been playing it. I'll go back on like different years and see like the frequency of when they play my oh, favorite. Oh, you get, I get deep far into, into that. But for Post Malone, I didn't want to know. Because I just kind of wanted to experience it and not be anticipating the songs coming and not have it already kind of programmed in my head. I think that takes away from it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So for my favorite artists, I don't want to know. I just want to, once each song of, once each note of the song starts, I want to experience it in that moment and be excited. So I didn't look up any set lists. That's fair. I get it for that one. But that's so interesting how intricate you get into the set list. Yeah, I just want to know. I like to know. It's kind of like looking at the menu before you go to a restaurant. I was about to ask, do you look at the menu before you go to a oh, restaurant? Oh, yeah. But I do think the the difference of the menu, though, is because I do that. We have dietary restrictions. And exactly. that, that adds a whole nother level. You got to know if you can eat or if like you're eating basically a salad. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I expecting going into here? Do I need to eat before? What are we doing? I think it's different in that aspect, but I think it's important sometimes to have that level of surprise and fun. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that you want to do that for Posty, which is your guy. Yeah. Are you going to do it for Blink-182 too? You know, for them, I think I'll look it up. One, because they're touring for so long before they even get here that it could probably change. And I really don't know what they're going to play because they have so many albums and so many different eras. And with Tom DeLonge coming back. I don't know what songs they're going to gravitate towards. What if they don't want to play their hits anymore? What if they're and they just playing, only play their new album? they're just playing newer stuff? Or what if they're just playing stuff later? Or, I mean, they could go back to stuff from the 90s. Like, I don't know. So I kind of want to get an idea of what they end up playing. All right. Well, that, hey, you are the now the expert in looking up set lists, too. Yeah. So if somebody <laughs> wants to do that, just ask Mike how to do it. I Like, now I need all the details. Well, that's super exciting. Okay. We got two big concerts. Anything else going on? Well, we also do a sports podcast called 25 Whistles. And the whole thing we've been teasing for a while now is that we were going to be able to go to a Cowboys game, interview Jerry Jones, 
And the latest update that came out in the last episode is we are getting to go. It's it's happening. He responded it, or whoever it, responded. They finally respond. Bobby had been emailing them for a while and they were trying to find a date. Bobby sent them a date back of when they have a home team, a home game in Dallas. They said the date worked. So we are getting to go to a Cowboys game at the stadium and hang out in Jerry Jones suite to watch the game. And you've been a Cowboys fan how long? Since I was a kid. I grew up in Waxahachie, which is 30 minutes south of Dallas. So I grew up in 91. They won all their most recent Super Bowls in the 90s. So it didn't get bigger than the Dallas Cowboys. So (laughs) since I was a kid, my earliest memories of watching any kind of sports was watching the Cowboys. I was in a Troy Aikman jersey when I was, you know, I could, I didn't know what was going on and I love the Cowboys. And... I would say this is a dream come true, but I could never dream of this. Like to go to a Cowboys <laughs> game and meet Jerry Jones, who I've known forever, who is somebody that even my mom would find cool. Like that's a big deal for me. Like my mom, I haven't even told her yet. She's going to be like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> She's so, going to be so excited for you though. Yeah. So I've only ever been to one Cowboys game ever. So this is definitely going to be like a leveled up experience. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, this is like never going to top experience type stuff. And it's something that I like I'm initially I was excited and I want to go. But also like the weird part of me is I'm nervous to go and be in that situation. Why? Because I it's the owner of the team. And if we're watching the game from that environment, like I'm weird around other people <laughs> and I'm going to be so excited, but also like, should I be that excited? Should I be like, like as enthusiastic as I want to be? It's kind of weird. I feel like just knowing people in general, when you have a positive attitude and you're happy and excited about things, people tend to gravitate towards that no matter what the situation, Mm -hmm. regardless of who they are and what's happening. If you're smiling, laughing, having a good time, people love that. You can never go wrong by being that person. You can go wrong by being the person that like... Maybe you get a little aggressive when you watch a yeah. game or you throw in TVs or something. You know what I mean? So I I don't feel like that's you. I think you are the the one that's positive and you just you're watching, you're having a good time watching the games. Am I wrong? Yeah, it's true. So y- you do that and he's gonna be like, Oh yeah, this guy loves my team. And it's probably gonna bond you guys even more because he's like, then you can talk about all the different things on his team. Yeah, that's what Eddie and I were debating too, of like, how decked out do we go in, in Cowboys gear? Because <laughs> I have a lot of it. And it's like, do I wear it all? Do I go like I'm just there oh. to do? Because we're going to do the interview with them before the game. So we are there to work a little bit. Do we go full on fanatic? Dang. What would well, you do? You could go half and half. You could do like, you kind of dress businessy type. Because mm-hmm. from what I see in all the photos, he's always in a suit. He's in a suit. Always. So you could go businessy for the interview. And then as soon as the interview's over, like, work hard, play harder, <laughs> transition, fanatic, and you put on all your gear. And then you get he sees both sides. Yeah. And then you got have, you have both. And all you had to do is bring them back. I mean, heck, girls bring purses all the time. It's be true. nothing different. <laughs> so you bring bring all your gear for your fandom. He's going to think I have all the podcast equipment, but it's just a change yep. of all my Cowboys gear. Yep. I think, hey, that's your, that's your middle ground. That's where you got both. Yeah. And then you got some, maybe you're in a suit and you took a picture with him. Maybe you're in your Cowboys gear and you're cheering <laughs> him on. So you get like multiple photos. It looks like you've hung out with him more than one day too. 
It's true. <laughs> wow, that's an idea. I don't know, but I, I feel that. But I think if you were going to choose just one, I think the Cowboys gear is probably more natural, more genuine. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen you or Eddie in a suit in my life. <laughs> Besides your wedding day. Wedding day and maybe a couple of work shows. Yeah, maybe. So uh, I've seen you guys in suits would kind of throw me for a loop. Yeah. But it is Jerry Jones. And this, like you said, is an experience you never even thought would happen. So. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Okay, well, that's exciting. I mean, what you, I'm ready for more. You got more? This is a whole list, Mike. That, that's what I've been writing off of, of having things that I'm actually looking forward to. And then just on like a personal level, like I feel like my wife and I have entered like this really good spot of just trying to enjoy life and take things day by day. And I feel like we've been as strong as we've ever been of kind of navigating after that first year of marriage. So... I think we've just gotten to a great point to where we're just trying to have fun right now. And it's actually like really working out and us feeling just a lot happier all the way around. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I don't have anything to add to that. That's just <laughs> awesome. I'm happy to hear that for you guys. It's really cool. I think it just helps when you have things to look forward to. And we've always made that a priority even early on in our relationship because we were long distance for two years. And we always made sure we had that next date on the calendar when we get to see each other again. And I think now we've kind of transferred that of now that we're married, always having things on the calendar we're looking forward to, whether it's just a date night, trying a new restaurant. We're trying this new thing now where we're going to different coffee shops around town that we've never been to. Because you are both coffee We both love coffee. And for some reason, we always just go to the same places and there's so so many great spots here in town that we just built this whole entire list and we're just going to start working through them. So that's the next thing we're kind of looking forward to. So I think every time we have something different or fun on the calendar, it just helps us, you know, keep everything fresh. And we are also in a point right now where we're not thinking about having kids yet. And we know like that's going to be this time right now is going to be the less chaotic our life is ever. <laughs> and we have to enjoy that while we can. So I think we're trying to make the most of that too before, you know, later that that time comes and we won't have the ability to just book a random trip or go to any restaurant we want. Life will be a lot different then. So I think we're trying to take advantage of that now. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think a lot of people could take a book out of that if they're newlyweds or they're don't have kids yet. I think that's awesome. Yeah, have things on your calendar, have Mm -hmm. things you're looking forward to. I am with the list thing. I'll keep it. If I see like new restaurants will pop up, I'll keep little tabs in my notes on my folder and be mm-hmm. like mm, that's a new one so then anytime somebody's like where do you want to go to eat tonight i'm like "Ooh, there's a new place yeah and i try it <laughs> that way i keep trying different things and not going because i'm i'm like you guys i'm a creature of habit yeah. i will keep going back to the same place if anybody lets me yeah i, I get real stuck in <laughs> <Yeah>. my like <laughs> i like what i like and i like the routine of things so going mm. to the same place it just feels comforting when you know that it's gonna be good yeah that's my thing is like if i go to a restaurant and i get really good meal i'm like oh i want to eat this over and over because mm-hmm. i know it's gonna be good if i go to a new place is it gonna be good probably not yeah maybe <laughs> i think that's why like i am with coffee like i love coffee but with traveling so much i always just trust in starbucks because i know what i'm gonna get i know they're gonna do it exactly how i get it in every single city but Sometimes you just got to branch out and find local places. Trying to break the creature of habit life for both of us, it (laughs) sounds like. I love that. Well, I don't have anything near as uh, things planned as exciting. My year has kind of slowed down. There was a lot happening like this past summer and stuff. But I did just do the 
CMT Artist of the Year red carpet. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun, but pure chaos because there was a tornado warning while it was happening. I like, saw that. <laughs> oh, I was getting ready. I wasn't even around yet. And it's like, take shelter. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to take shelter in my bathroom. And if a tornado actually touches down, I'll go to my actual shelter because I have to get ready on the off chance a tornado doesn't hit and destroy everything. And I have to go to this red carpet. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Up until about 4.55, we had a tornado warning. And it was like, okay, you're all clear. And I had to be at the place by 5.30. And so, thank goodness I had the time to get ready. But I left. I made it at 5.35 because of traffic, because yeah. of everything that it took to get me there. And thankfully, like, CMT, they were like, yeah, you're good. Tornado warning. Like, <laughs> yeah. All bets are off the table. And all the artists were later, too, because they were dealing with it. So, uh, that was a an interesting experience because the same thing happened for the CMT awards when we did the red carpet. There was a massive storm that happened while we were doing the red carpet. Something with CMT events and storms. Yeah. They just go hand in hand. They, really? They do. Um, but it was so good. And I'm excited to share some of the videos and audios from it. We did. One of the questions that I made sure to ask all of them was sing the song that's been stuck in your head all day. Mm. And I got so many fun answers like pe- and they would sing and they did it like on the spot. And if that's they didn't awesome. sing, I'd be like, no, you got to sing. I said, sing. And it was like this. And they'd give me a little part of it. And it was cool. And I, even at a point where I got Gary LaVox to sing a nursery rhyme. It's great. That's fun <laughs> stuff. And then I also asked all of them who would win in a fight between Bobby and a kangaroo. Got some good ones. <laughs> Uh, Bobby's not looking too hot, but I, I got everybody's opinion on the fight. And he did have some people had his back. So uh, I'm excited to share like those audios and videos so people can see what everybody said and everybody that came through. But it was a good time. And uh, I feel like I'm at least honing in on my interview skills. I'm getting even more quick-witted on the mm-hmm. spot, which is always fun. What is your method so. going into like a red carpet interview? Because you only get like a very short mm-hmm. amount of time. They're coming through, people flying around. It's very... It's kind of like a controlled chaos. Yes. You have people filming, you have people walking, you have people like making sure other people get to all the spots. Like what is your kind of approach to, all right, all right, this person's coming up. I need to ask him a question. What do you do? Typically, uh, we've done like, I think we've done four of them now this year. And I've gotten to a point now where it's, I ask one question about the event we're at, one question that's like about their career, a little bit more serious. And then I typically go right into the fun questions because half the time they've filtered through so many different interviews Mm -hmm. that either by the time they get to me or uh, they're at that point in the red carpet, they've heard it all. And so I want to ask them things that they haven't answered, especially because that also creates better content because if everybody's already used it, then nobody wants to see it. So I'll do the two things just in case I get a different answer than what they've given or if I ask the question a different way. But then I'll like I'll have like five rapid fire questions. Like I also asked him like if they could only pick one condiment for the rest of their life, what would it be? And I asked him to just to choose an animal that describes them. Riley Green said a duck, and I was like, I don't even know how to take that. But it, it turned into this whole spiral of a conversation. So I always go with like one in one, and then I have like fun questions, and that's kind of where I I turn the interview toward because they typically have more fun with it anyway. Yeah, and they're they like, laughing. They like not getting asked the same thing over and over. Yes, and it's my favorite when they're like, "Oh, I've never thought about that," <laughs> or "Oh, this is this is getting weird." And I love when I'm throwing them off of that game a little bit because red carpets are supposed to be fun. They're mm-hmm. not supposed to be this serious. Oh my god, give me the breakdown of everything that's happened in your career. And one of the, I did have like the fun question also ready. We talk about 
the Mount Rushmore on the show a lot. So I asked them to do the Mount Rushmore of their careers and share the top four that they wanted to hear. And that was kind of like a serious one that I'd lean into. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it could, but it's still fun. It was still a different way of asking something that somebody's probably like, well, tell me about that moment that that breakup inspired this song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's typically my uh, theory, but sometimes I'll go in with different plans. I kind of have a theme for the night when I put together the questions and I just roll with it. And if it doesn't work on the first one, then I'll change it up and go to the next one. Cause also too, on red carpets, the first few that come in are typically um, smaller artists. Mm -hmm. They're not quite as big yet. And so I can kind of test out what I'm wanting to do with them. And they're also more talkative and they have more to say. Most of the time, the the ones that have been around for so long, they're like, dang, I've really answered all these questions, you know? <laughs> yeah. So the younger ones can be more fun. Like, uh, I talked to Chapel Heart, who you oh, guys had on great. the Bobby cast. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were amazing. So much energy. Yes. And it was it was my one of my favorite interviews of the night because they were just so fun. They sang multiple times. They were dancing. And it, it was just so much energy. And I was like, if I could take that and put that in every single interview, it'd be so cool. Yeah, they're great. So... That's kind of a little bit of behind it, but I am really enjoying them. I just, it's making me think more on the spot and be a lot more quick witted. And cause like you said, I don't have the time to think it's like, <laughs> you just got to move though. When I did interview Carrie Underwood at the Vince Skill thing, I definitely panicked. I was like, I words. <laughs> those are hard right now. Cause you're freaking Carrie Underwood. <laughs> well, that's a great skill to learn. It's cool to see you keep doing those. Yeah. They're awesome. really fun. And Gary LaVox was also really fun to interview which you have probably hung out with him a few times now. A few times. And he, I mean, you know him. He's just a character and he's so fun to listen to. And he he, he walked up, he's like, dang, I was going to wear that dress tonight. Like that was just the <laughs> comment off the bat. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so it was, it was fun. But yeah, those have been going really well and hopefully to keep doing more of it. And hopefully it spuns into just more kind of fun content like that. Just trying to create content. Song that's in your head right now. Oh, man. What well, was the one? Meet me at our spot. Because uh, <laughs> kind of, it's on freaking TikTok. Oh, TikTok yeah. songs get stuck in my head. Does that happen to you? Yeah. And you're like, where did that even come from? And the, Or in the one that's a... When they do the... On TikTok where they're asking people to name the color of what they are, the place that they are. And I learned because I watched... It showed up on HBO Max, the Divergent series. It's freaking from that movie. Yeah. I was like, where do people find these ideas based off a random movie that came out like 20 years ago? I like discovering those if you just know them from TikTok and the later you hear it like in the wild and you're like, oh crap, that's what it's from. It's from yeah. an actual thing. It totally threw me off. It was in the first Divergent movie. I was like, wait, was that that? And then, sure enough, I'm like, somebody was sitting here watching freaking Divergent and was like, you know what? That's a great sound for an audio on TikTok. Like, what? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, those two. Do you have a song stuck in your head? Right around fall, I get into my emo music. Ooh. So I'm very into sad music. I, right now I'm listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridgers. So she has a song that I, I always have just one line stuck in my head. Okay. And I'll sing it around the house and it drives my wife crazy. Hey, you got to sing it. That, that was like, the whole thing. So around my house, I'm just going, and it's 4 a.m. again. And I just <laughs> sing that over and over again. And my wife is like... Will you please just, I don't, you can sing, it's fine, but please pick another lyric to the song. Oh my god! I gosh. just, I hyper fixate on one song and one line and I just can't help but sing it all the time. So 
that is my song of the week right now. <laughs> That's the one. Until another one pops into my head, I'll, I'll pick a different line. But it's always just one line. Oh, man. Yeah, I get it. But it, it happens because you're typically only hearing one line of it sometimes. Something sticks out to you and you're like, ooh, that's the line. Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling you, last when I asked all of these questions to them on the red carpet, everybody also only had one line. And I was like, do you got any more? And they'd be like, no, honestly, that's all I that's can remember. I <laughs> so I think it's a common thing for us to only remember a very specific part of a song. I think when it comes to songs that become our favorites, we we remember one line. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how we remember a song. Even if you hear a song on the radio, you're like, oh, that's the song that goes da 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 da, -da. Yep. And you remember that one line. That's the line we sing. Or TikTok has ruined us and we have very short attention spans. That too. <laughs> Maybe that. Oh, man. But yeah, that's happening. Those will, those will all be up and super fun stuff. I'm excited for you, Mike, because that's just awesome to have all that cool stuff going on. And I'm excited to see you guys totally geek out in Dallas. Yeah. It will be I amazing. think we're going to be unbearable. <laughs> Better make all the TikToks. I'm ready for all the TikToks, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Well, also this week, Eddie talked about clearing his list for his kids. And, and I'm honestly, I'm not going to get into it, but Bobby helped him out and he didn't. More of you were okay with Eddie asking to clear his list than you were lunchboxes. Mm -hmm. And you made all your own reasons. And, you know, Bobby didn't think it was a good idea to let you guys buy anything for Eddie's list. <laughs> So he cleared it, and, and you can hear all that happen on the best bits, just the bits. But also this week, there was the Amazon Prime massive sale. Mm -hmm. Did you buy anything? I got something from my wife. Oh, yeah. okay. You can't say it. Can you? I can't say what I got her, because the hard thing for my uh, buying stuff for my wife is her Christmas and her birthday land around the same time. Oh, so you're preparing now. So I'm preparing now. I'm going to buy things that I know she wants now. And then kind of decide, okay, which will be Christmas and which will be her birthday. Because in the past, I'm like, oh, crap, they're both coming up. I buy things and then I'm like <laughs> trying to figure it out. So I think if I start out now, like I, I know a lot of people who are already doing their Christmas shopping. Yeah, a lot of them for this freaking sale. And I'm like, it's October. Yeah, I can't Am even I think behind? that far ahead. So I've done that now. I bought a couple things that I'm like, okay, this will either be her Christmas or her or a birthday present, depending on what I think of later. But I know I have these solid ones now because they would get some pretty good deals. <laughs> they are. I mean, there was things that are like so much off. And I was, and I was sitting there contemplating, I'm like, do I really need this stuff? Yeah. But it's on sale. That's what I was like. <laughs> like, I, I normally, I'm like, I'll just wait till later because I don't want to think about it now. But it was like 60%. I'm like, that'll be significant later. Like, mm -hmm. it, it'll be worth it. It is worth it. Well, good for you for planning ahead um, and also for finding some things. Do you ever find in a situation where she's bought it before her birthday or Christmas come? No, luckily that hasn't happened. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, hey, I'm not going to put it out there for, <laughs> for this time either. I'm not manifesting anything. I'll just, so. If I see her like start gearing towards it, I'm like, eh, I don't think you really. <laughs> You're like, he don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the typical push away. Uh, I did buy a few things that maybe I didn't need, but I did get a massage gun because like you said, significant. It was like yeah. $300 originally and then it was like $60. And I was like, yeah, I need That's it. That's a deal. Right? I was like, I need it. And it had like great reviews and people are like, watch out for uh, all the fake reviews. I'm like, I don't know. It has 20,000. Okay. They, that can't be all fake. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> We're going to find out when it comes. And I got a nice air purifier. Okay. I always have a lot of dust at the house. And I'm like, why do I have so much dust? And probably not should be breathing all of that in. So people told me, also Carla Marie suggested it. And I was like, okay, 
I got a legit one. We got some legit reviews on Amazon. Let me know how that works out. I've been thinking about that, but I just feel like it doesn't do anything. Okay. And I need somebody who I trust. To tell you if, if it's there's actually... a real difference. Because it almost just seems like a thing you could sell. Like, yeah, it purifies the air. Yes. Does it really? I don't know. Does I, it make you breathe better? I will say I did. I At first, I bought these two mini uh, humidifiers. They didn't cost very much. Very inexpensive. And I just wanted to see what they did in my bedroom when I slept. Because they said it's supposed to make it easier for you to sleep. And I will say, when I had them on, I wasn't really good about turning them on was a problem. Because, again, they were cheap little ones. They had to, like, always hit buttons and stuff. But... When I did have them on, I did sleep very hard. So there, and it could be placebo. I don't really know, mm -hmm. but there was some truth to that, whether it was placebo or it was real. So those were cheap ones. Now I got a little more expensive one because again, great freaking deal. <laughs> and I would never buy otherwise. So I got it. And now we're going to find out if it's actually worth it. I'm curious to see. I know. <laughs> I, will, I will give you the actual lowdown. But yeah, then some some workout bands. And also just freaking Planet Fitness, man. Do you ever use um, like the Smith, Smith, wow, words are hard, uh, Smith machine like on your hips at all? No, I've never used it like that. Okay. Well, well don't. Or do you use the pads that they have there for anything? Uh, I think if I do, if I do squats, I'll use the one for your neck. Okay. Yeah. And they're, they're not great. No, they're yeah. not. <laughs> so I bought a, um, an actual legit cushion to put on the thing, like the really nice one. Mm -hmm. It was like 10 bucks. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'll just bring it with me. <laughs> I bought one of those. <laughs> you tell I had a lot of, uh, <laughs> impulse buys happening on, on the website. I was like, Oh, I've thought about that before. I'm just going to buy it now. <laughs> That was basically what was happening. So Amazon deals day totally did me dirty <laughs> and none of it has arrived. So I do not know if it's good or bad yet, <laughs> but good news with Amazon is you can return it. That's true. The other so, day I got a empty package from there from Amazon. Ooh, that's it either good or bad luck. Yeah. Like I also read that some people are getting these and it's a way that other companies are getting fake reviews. What? Yeah, they're like kind of ordering phantom orders to make it look like they have people buying their product and those people go and review it. So I think that's kind of going back to what you were saying. They could be fake reviews. Wait, so you would go, but wouldn't you go and review and say something bad? No, they use it to like, oh, I bought the product. It was great. So they beef up their, their good reviews and they send out these just phantom empty things without their product. What? What? What are we doing? <laughs> are we really there? What is happening? Uh, like, my brain can't even comprehend that. Yeah, so I think that's why somebody was telling you to be wary of those five stars. Sometimes they're not completely what true. What the frick is wrong with people, <laughs> Mike? I don't understand. Okay, well, I guess you should be wary of those. <laughs> I, did not, I did not know about this phantom stuff. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A very controversial segment also happened on the show this week. Lunchbox, uh, misled, prank, tower, you want to put it, our phone screener, Abby, when they were in Las Vegas. Basically, he said he had a gig, a gig for her to go and sing, and he did not. Um, he just took her on the street to sing. Yep. That, <laughs> and that's what that was. I want to talk about, because this is pretty shocking, and it, and it inspired me. To, I was just thinking about random things that I'm like, Again, back to what are we doing? What is happening? What are people thinking? Um, I want to know the most shocking thing you've maybe witnessed at a funeral or in a inconspicuous place that you're like, why is this happening here? Oh, and you can think about it. Interesting. I'll, I'll tell the story because when I was at a funeral, I saw someone taking pictures of the passed away person. Oh. And I didn't understand. And I was trying to have empathy because we're at a funeral. People grieve differently, but I just, it was really hard for me to think of the possibility of why you would want to have that on your phone. Yeah, that's weird. You, it, that's really you know weird. what I'm saying? I was like, okay, maybe they're sending it to someone else, but also that I, I wouldn't want to receive that. It, even like if I couldn't make it to a funeral, I wouldn't want to receive a picture of it. I, I mean, I know what that's like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I need a photo image of it. I think I can imagine what's happening. I, I get it. <laughs> And it just totally threw me off. I never expected I would see something like that one in that type of place and just like that type of behavior at a funeral. That is crazy. Right? Yeah. But I'm still like kind of like baffled by it. It's not like a no judgment if that's if that helps you in some way grieve, but it threw me off. And I was just like, I feel a little weird. That is weird. I'm not sure what I'm a part of right now. <laughs> so that was mine. And that was like a, a very shocking moment. 
Have you had any experiences like that? You know, when it comes to funerals, I've only ever been to one in my life. That's amazing. Count yourself very lucky that it's only one. Yeah, my I remember when my grandma died, I was actually moving to Nashville. And that was like my stop in my hometown as I went to my grandma's funeral. And that's wow. the only one I've ever gone to. I've had other people, you know, pass away in, in the family, but I've just never gone to their funeral. Uh, the weird thing that happened there is I guess one of my uncles took it as an opportunity that our family doesn't get together like that all that often. And he asked one of my other uncles for some money he owed him. <laughs> he was like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I know we're here for my, our grandma's funeral, but... Uh, okay, wait, and it, so it was... what? If it's an uncle, does that mean that was his mom? Yeah, so my uncle... Yeah, uncle, so it was his mom, and then my other uncle, so they're brothers. But they don't see each other very often. So their mom literally just passed away, and he's asking about money. Yeah, I think he owed him like 250 bucks for something. <laughs> Not not the right time or place, man. <laughs> and, and so what did the guy say? Was he like, sure, I'll get it? Or I think they ended up, he ended up paying him the money. Then in there at the yeah. funeral? Wow. Also, you know that uncle was holding on to that for That's a minute. That's like he went into it uh-huh. knowing that, hey, he's going to be there, right? Yeah. He owes me 250 bucks. I think they had like tried to like start some businesses here and there. So there was always some issue between them two and mm-hmm. they weren't talking for a while. So I guess he wanted his money back. <laughs> wow. I do. You know, there's something about grief that I realized that just brings out different parts of people. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of their way of dealing with things in a way is not dealing with or dealing with it in a way that we wouldn't understand. So maybe that was his way of dealing yeah, with it. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Try to understand. I'm not really sure, but. <laughs> I don't know. I just think he saw the opportunity to oh, get his money back. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I would not be, I especially like if that was like, if that was my, if I was that situation, I couldn't even be thinking about that. Yeah. I would be sitting there bawling my eyes out. I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> how did your other uncle receive it? Like, how did he... I guess how did how did they, how did that conversation go? Was it angry or was it like kind of quiet and just kind of happened and passed it was over? pretty subtle actually. And I saw my other uncle like kind of get like angry at, at the beginning <laughs> of it, but also he knew he I guess he owed him the money. So mm-hmm. and they were at a funeral, so he didn't want it to guess lead to an argument and make a big scene. So I saw that interaction and then later just heard that he paid him back. Wow. Man, well, if you also, if y'all have any like crazy funeral story, maybe it's not a funeral, maybe it's somewhere else and you're just like, why is that happening then in this specific space and time? Tell me about them because it, this will make me feel better about both Mike and I's <laughs> very awkward funeral stories. And that's the one and only funeral I've been to. So I just assume that happens at all of them. No, it does not, Mike. That does not happen at all of them. And also at that funeral, was it an open casket or was it closed? It was open. Mm-hmm. And that was hard. Yeah. That I, was- I'm like 50-50 on those. I like sometimes like okay, yeah, it's it's like a cool it's a, a closure way of saying goodbye. But it's also hard because like it's not them. Mhm. Very weird. Also probably very morbid conversation for some, but I I didn't know if you had a f- any feelings on open or closed. It's a weird feeling cuz I remember walking up there with my mom and immediately she just started crying. Mhm. And then we just kind of walked away. I just kind of consoled my mom a little more than it really hit me. But it's kind of a weird like It is. Like I don't know. It's a weird thing to see. Mhm. It is. I I think the reason for it is closure would be my biggest guess. Um 
But yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I also don't know, like what, when I have to start putting together my stuff, what the frick am I going to make them do? I don't know. Do I want them to have an open casket? <laughs> do I want to be cremated? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've actually been thinking about that too recently. <laughs> no, you haven't, Mike. my biggest thing is, I wonder what picture is going to be used of me. Oh, that's what like you, you're worried away. about the pictures? Because I am 31 years old and I don't have a single picture that I'm proud of. Right. And I, I think when people like Google me or try to find a picture for me to use in my, say I passed away tomorrow, I would not be proud of the picture. And I'm like, which one are they going to use? Are they going to pull it from Instagram? Are they going to go on Twitter and find some random one? You have great pictures that you've posted on Instagram. I don't Instagram. think I do. I don't think I have one solid one that I feel like they put that one up like during the funeral that I would be proud of. You'd be looking down like, uh, excuse me, it's like, not the picture I wanted. Yeah, another picture. <laughs> Get a new one. <laughs> okay, Mike, maybe what you need to have happen, maybe not this year, but in 2023 you need to get like some type of photo shoot set up mm-hmm. and do like a fun photo shoot and like own who you are. And I think you'd come away loving one of those photos. Yeah. I've been thinking about that too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just never been in a situation where I've been like totally comfortable in a photo shoot. So I don't have a photo. I feel like really represents me yet. Okay. Or do you feel like you're getting to that point where that might happen? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you see, just like you said, you're in kind of the happiest moment of your life. This would be the most genuine time to get a photo taken. True. I think now would be the time. So mm-hmm. maybe I get it soon. Well, hey, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I think it would help. When I did the I, a photo shoot with one of my boyfriend's friends, who's a photographer in town. I mean, I just, I saw myself differently afterwards. It was just like that photo shoot was just all about me, like owning me and like just being like okay with who I am my body because also like body image is such a mm-hmm. big thing and I came away from that I'm like okay yeah all right I, yeah that's good I look pretty good in those photos I, and it allowed me to just kind of own a little bit more of who I was something about like seeing it through a lens of somebody else in different like weird to say it this way but like different positions that you wouldn't normally put yourself in for photos mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I I could I could rock that little position type thing. I need to use that more. You just learn a lot, I think, about yourself too in doing that. Yeah, so. I would say the biggest thing for me that I don't really talk about a whole lot, but the reason I don't like taking pictures because of my teeth, and I'm still gonna have my braces on for another. I get them off in like a year and a half or so. I have another year and a half, and I think that's probably more to where to where I will lean towards like getting like a real legit like photo that I'm proud of. Because I just don't like smiling. I don't like the way my teeth look. And I think even that brief few weeks that I did have them off before I got new ones on, I could feel the confidence and like wanting to smile more and just talk more and just have my teeth visible. I mean, that could also probably contribute to why I don't talk a whole lot. I just don't like people seeing my teeth. So I think also once I get these off officially in that year and a half, I'll feel more comfortable in photos because... Even with like me losing weight, getting healthier and being more comfortable where I am with my body, like that's still kind of remain there. And that's kind of a thing that even when I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, oh, they're looking at my teeth. So that's probably another thing that contributes to me not having the picture yet. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with me, especially if it's something that's hard for you to talk about. But I can speak from sitting over here from you. The last thing that I've looked at this whole time is your teeth. Like I think what radiates about someone when they smile is the energy around them more than it's like, Oh, I'm zooming in right on the teeth. Some, some other people may be like that, 
But I know at least most people, at least people that I'm around are like, if you radiate that energy, the last thing you're focused on on anything, it's like somebody walks in a room, just we were talking about Chapel Heart. Mm -hmm. They walked up, right? The only thing I realized about them was how fun and how energetic they were. I didn't pay attention to anything else. And when people radiate that type of energy and they're so confident in themselves, nobody's is focusing on anything but that. So I think right now when you're glowing, that's why I'm not looking at anything. I'm like, you're sitting here, you're so happy and you're talking about these things that you love and you're happy about. That's what I'm focused on. And that's what I hear. And that's what I even see from you, which is weird because yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to come from that perspective. It's very hard for us to put ourselves in that perspective to see that other people are seeing that about us more than they are physically about us. Yeah, I think we just go to all our insecurities and be like, mm -hmm. that's everybody's seeing, yeah. everybody's looking at me. Yes, but if that helps you at all in any of this, just know that that was not the last thing I was, that was the last thing that I was yeah. focused on. Helps a little bit. Okay, <laughs> well, I, I do think it's awesome if you if this is making you feel better and you're on, uh, you know, I, I just recently got Invisalign again because I was the idiot that didn't wear my retainers. Mm. And my teeth got all kinds of messed up again after being in braces for several years. And I, I think I told you that story of mm -hmm. when I cried getting my braces off because I, I hate my teeth. I want the braces back on. <laughs> uh, it's all about comfortability and just how you feel. And I was not comfortable with not having braces on because I'd had them for seven years, you know? Yeah, they oddly start to feel kind of like a security blanket. like mm -hmm. Part if, of your personality. Yeah, if you just have <laughs> that kind of shield on them, you're like, oh, people are looking at those, but not the actual like teeth yes. behind it. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's a journey in itself, a smile. And I do think there's confidence that comes behind that too. So I'm excited for you that you're going to get that. If that helps you in this kind of new phase to find, finally freaking have a photo that you love. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. But just know that you are the only one that's thinking that. Nobody else is. All right. <laughs> if it helps at all until you get to that point. But thank you for sharing because that I think more people can relate to that than you think. I, I mean, I know my boyfriend has some insecurities about his smile sometimes and he'll he'll talk about it, but not really. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't really want to. And but I'm like, you have a great smile. I'd rather see you smile all the time than not smile because then I just think you're angry at me all the time, you know? <laughs> so, or or you don't want to be around. And he's like, that's not at all. It, you know what I mean? It's, it's all the perception is reality. It goes back to that. So the, I won't say anything more. <laughs> I'll let you, you move on, but I appreciate you sharing with me. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll go to the next one. We did get an update on Bobby's dog, Stanley, this week. He had two ACL surgeries, and great news. He's home. He's recovering. And, uh, yeah, you guys loved getting all the photos of Stanley and seeing how he was doing. So I wanted to make sure to include that this week. I did have an interesting experience at the vet, too, this week. Mike? What happened? Oh, gosh. I love my dog. I'll do anything for her. I thought she had a really bad, potentially a bot fly, thanks to TikTok. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of those videos pop I up on TikTok. I haven't seen that, no. But a bot fly, gets, it's like this uh, little worm that like gets under their skin and like you have to get it like surgically removed. And she had a bite wound that had an open hole that looked like that online. And I was like, oh my God, this is not good. I have to get her to a vet right away. I don't know what's going to happen. I get in there. Two hours later, and $85 later, I found out she has an inverted nipple. That's what I found out. I didn't know dogs could get those. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. The internet did not tell me about that. 
because uh, it was on like one of her area, but apparently it's likely from because um, really awesome when you adopt a dog, they spay and neuter them because they're trying to help the the problem of having too many stray animals. But she was two months old when I got her and they spayed her at two months old. And that's not the best thing for them. You're really supposed to wait until they're about a, a year old. Mm. And my vet said that because of that, it's likely what's causing this now. And I was like, but only my dog could make this happen. Like this could be happening and I pay and I pay $85 and, and spend two hours of my day going to the vet to find this out. That she's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Inverted nipple. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that, that happened for me at the vet this week. Uh, nothing like Stanley's. And Stanley actually had to have two surgeries done and, and it was a whole thing. But... I definitely understand why you're going to do just about anything for your pet, <laughs> even with crazy injuries or things that happen. So uh, now I just have to put warm compresses on her all the time. That's <laughs> basically what I got from that vet. So good thing. It, oh, I would I would take that over anything else, honestly. I, yeah. I will take that. But are you guys any closer to maybe getting a dog or are you thinking about maybe fostering or anything anytime soon? No, we're just still at that level of looking at uh pictures on instagram of dogs up for adoption <laughs> just looking nothing just looking. my wife sends me pictures all the time uh there's a shelter here in town who they name a lot of them like after things mm-hmm. so there's like a like a they have different themes so she's like oh look at this theme it's all after like fast food <laughs> oh that's amazing and then you get one of them and you have like a chick-fil-a dog yeah or a sonic dog or, <laughs> or something like a, like a chicken nugget yeah yeah oh that's great i love that well maybe you guys could start fostering though that could be a an ease in do have we talked about that before no we never thought about fostering that's a good idea too it's a good ease in because like uh we also had miranda on this week and she was talking about fostering and how it's important and in college, we fostered like over 20 dogs and it was such a fun experience, especially fun to do it with someone like we had. Uh, there was five of us girls that lived in the house that we did it with. And you getting to do it with your wife, you get to like love on an animal and be a part of their kind of journey to a new home without the full lifelong responsibility yeah. of keeping them forever until you're ready to keep one forever. And so I totally think you guys should look into that. I think that would help us, too, because one of our things kind of holding us up is that we do like to just do stuff randomly Mm -hmm. and it's a lot easier to do random things when you don't have like a dog you have to worry about yeah so yeah fostering could be a thing we try yeah well you can do it like because you know you can kind of be like hey we can take them in for two weeks or you can be like we'll take them in until they get adopted just more fosters the better but i think it's the coolest like time if you're thinking at all that you want one it's the best way to learn also too what kind of dogs come through there because there's so many different kinds Mm -hmm. And like, I, I remember one in college that we had, I really wanted to uh, foster fail a Rottweiler mix that we had. I was in love with him. And, but my mom was like, you still got college left. There's a lot going on in your life. Like, are you sure you're ready to take all of this on right now? And I was like, I really want to. <laughs> but then he went, like, he had a great family home that he was going to. And I was like, okay. And then obviously Remy came along and it was, that was meant to be what was supposed to happen. And I think you learn a lot that, about that, too, and just the, the shelter life that you're going to run into the one dog that's supposed to be with you. And that's how you find them. It's kind of fostering or volunteering. And you're like, oh, my gosh, because that I mean, that's how I stumbled upon Remy. I was volunteering and she was in there and I was like, oh, my God, this dog is adorable. So much I wanted my parents to get her because they were thinking about getting another dog at the time. And then when they came to see her and meet her. She was so obsessed with me that they were like, oh, this is our, our daughter's dog. Like, she's already chosen her. 
And then I like put a hold and I was, and she had to have her spay done. And I was like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? I was already freaking out about it before I even got her. And then like she came in and now I couldn't imagine not have ever gotten her. And so much of that came from just the process of doing fostering, volunteering, and just like meeting my dog. If that helps at all in that process at all. But I think it's really cool, especially getting to do it with people that you love and you care about because you're in it together. And you get to see some really cool things. You also get to deal with some crap too. Figure yeah. out how you handle it. <laughs> literal. Yeah, literal. <laughs> literal crap and like figuratively a lot of things. Because so many dogs have different personalities. Cats too. Like they just all have so many different personalities. So like you could think you know what you're getting. And then they get there and you're like, that, that is not what I thought we were getting <laughs> with this dog. So you guys should look into that. I feel like you guys would be great ones. Yeah. I like that. And you got you got a good home. You can go on walks. You say you guys want to take some time on Sundays. You can go on long walks. They love walks. Dogs are all about a good yeah. walk. So they and they don't they don't require much besides that. But so yeah, uh, I think you guys should. If you do, let me know because I'm all about it. Start looking into it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we also have this number one spot, which was some amazing news this week. We won a CMA award. Ashley McBride called into the show and gave us the news and it was super exciting and we're just super thankful for all the listeners and everyone who voted for us because we couldn't do it without any of them. And I think that's important. To yeah, it's, so. it's crazy. Yeah. And we're, hey, Mike, you and I are getting CMA awards. We're that, getting actual CMA are awards. Are we actually getting one? I mean, I did. Listen, there was one year where I was on it for, for the ACM one and I got an ACM award. Oh, you do? I mean, it took like two years, but yeah, I ended up getting one. So I think, I mean, when they write all the names, like they send them, they send the actual award to everyone. I've never gotten an award in my life with my name on it. See, I I think it's going to happen, Mike. I'm not, I'm not going to like guarantee (laughs) it because I don't want to put that in the universe. But I think, I fully believe that with your name on this, that's how you get the CMA award. Because we got the email of like asking the name clarification, but mm-hmm. even that didn't really set it in my head of like, oh, there's still just going to be like, oh, mm-hmm. we only got a certain amount. So in my head, it doesn't exist for me yet. Okay. But well, I'm it, not I'm not going to like does, raise hope no. or anything, <laughs> but I do think it will happen. And it just may take like a year or two. We may never see it until yeah. like a year or two later. They do take forever. Well, I think you'll get an award. That'd be cool. I'll have a, I kind of have a spot picked out for it, even if it, if it just happens. Okay. All right. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> we're going to, we're, we're going to put into the good side that this is going to happen. This will happen. You will get a CMA award with your name on it, Mike. All right. You were talking about some internships too, some previous Bobby Bone Show members yeah. of interns that like have done some really cool things. Yeah, because I started back in Austin. That's how I got started with the show back in 2010. I was going to college in Austin when the show was on a pop station there and randomly heard it one time going to class. And I was like, hey, that sounds like a fun show. And they would always talk about their interns. So I was like, I want to go be an intern. <laughs> so I, whenever I messaged Bobby on MySpace to go sit in on the show. He invited me up there and I met all the other interns at that point and knew I wanted to do that. And over the years, I've met a lot of people through that and people I'm still friends with now. Somebody who was in my wedding with somebody I met as an intern. And there's somebody, there's been a lot of people who have gone on to do cool things that have been interns. And most recently, somebody I started out with in one of those initial inter- internship periods is now on SNL. Wild. Yeah, his name is Devin Walker. And at the time, he was like doing music. 
And so him and I would talk a lot about it, like some of our favorite rappers. And I've just kind of kept up with him over the years. He moved to New York and started doing like stand up, started writing for TV shows, and then just randomly dropped, hey, I'm going to be on SNL this season. <laughs> and I've watched the past two weekends to see him on there. He's been on both of the cold opens, which is a big deal. Okay. To be on the first sketch of the, the yeah. of SNL is huge. He's had a couple of sketches. So it's kind of cool to see people who have been interns now doing really big things. Uh, yeah, I was just looking up uh, him to see what he looks like. And there's like Devin Walker is one of four new cast members joining Saturday Night Live for its 2022-2023 season. Yeah, so that's really cool. Wild. Okay, that's amazing. Is there any others like interns where you're like, oh, they went on to do some cool stuff? Well, I mean, even uh, recently, like Lexi Hayden, who mm -hmm. was an intern on this show and now is doing music. She's writing songs. Has a song that she wrote is on the radio now. So I think we've just over the years had these have people who have this kind of drive that I kind of see. And it's just cool to see them succeed. And I think I've always been in a place where I root for people. Like, I want people to do other things. I know sometimes when you are an intern, you kind of want other people to not succeed. I see that sometimes of like, <laughs> the competitiveness. You see, yeah, you get competitive and you see somebody else getting opportunities and you're like, oh, I want that. But I've always tried to support other people. And when I see other people get cool things, like, reach out to them and be like, that's cool. Like, other interns have gone on to do like news and you know, be on TV or do other things. I just have always tried to follow along with the people who I've met over the years. And I just think that's really cool to see somebody like on a national stage too. Mm -hmm. A massive national stage. And SNL is something, I mean, that's now a connection for you at SNL, Mike. I know. It's just crazy to me that like SNL has been around so long and to now nobody know somebody who is a part of that, a part yeah. of that legacy and that, he can already say that I've done episodes in SNL that just all these mm -hmm. so many famous people have done. He gets to work with like celebrities now every single week and just to know somebody. And I DM'd him the other day like, dude, you're crushing it. <laughs> he was like, thanks, man. It's just like, it's awesome to see. No, that's awesome. And it's always cool to see where people come from internships, especially to like, did they stay in that line of work or did they just totally do something different? Like Matt, who who you guys had on 25 Whistles, Matt Overton, who was played in the NFL and just wanted to do yeah. an internship. And he came and did an internship and was great at it and then went back to playing uh -huh. in the NFL. And he's had a crazy, interesting life. And now he's on the Dallas Cowboys. But we always have that connection with him of like, you're an intern for our show. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, you're right. It is cool. It's just cool to see where people go, what they do and it also is, it shows you that like you can genuinely do anything. If you got the drive and you got a, the want to do it, you can do it. Yeah. Cause even when, when I was an intern, I wasn't like a standout intern. There were other people who were better on air than me, who had better ideas. But I knew if I like went in every day and just worked really hard and outworked everybody else that I would kind of stand out above other people that were better than me. And that's what I did. So if you take, if you, are able to get some kind of opportunity like that of like an internship even if you're not like the best one i think you can have the best work ethic and outwork anybody and that'll go a lot further for you than you think like mm -hmm. i used to always think and hear people say like all hard work pays off and sometimes you don't really feel that but it really does if you work hard at something try like 
as many things you can just to get your foot in the door, it really does pay off. Mm -hmm. Somewhere someone is always watching or somewhere something is paying attention to it. I, I like to think that just in everything that you do, like take take the job that you may be like, oh, I'm really scared to do it or take a side gig if you're like, this could help, but it's it's really scary. You just never know what doors that opens and who you might meet along the way. Yeah. And I think that's important. I think starting out is do the things that other people don't want to do. And then also don't be afraid to say yes to something, even though you don't exactly know how to do it yet. Yeah. There's a lot of things I took on early on that I was like, yes, I will do them. I'll figure it out. I don't know how to do it right now, but I have faith in myself that I can figure it out. Mm -hmm. So even if you feel like you don't have all the tools you need, just just take it and mm -hmm. figure it out later. That's true. Learning curves come with everything. It's just you're choosing your learning curve. Yeah. Ultimately is what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, all that to say, now Mike, you and I are CMA award winners. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Like, it is I, crazy. I, I think we deserve to be excited for it, though, because that's pretty awesome. And I never thought that would happen in my life to say that. Yeah, so, never. Hey, here we are. Hey, high five. Hey. We are CMA <laughs> award winners. Even if we don't get trophies, we are still winners and we're still on it. So, Congratulations to you, Mike. Yeah, well, thanks to the B team. <laughs> <laughs> yes, B team is awesome. But also just thanks for coming on and hanging out with me and getting real. I, You know, we always turn into therapy sessions in here. That's what I feel like when I walk into this room. <laughs> and you are sitting on a couch. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of a whole vibe, uh, but I love it. And, and they're always fun. So thanks for joining. But let the people know where they can find you, listen to you, all that good stuff. You can listen to my podcast, brand new episodes every Monday, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. If you love movies, know somebody who loves movies. I do interviews with actors, directors. I give spoiler-free movie reviews and then talk about all the new big movies coming out. Love it. It's a great podcast and definitely one to check out, even if you don't listen to movies or watch movies. Yeah. yeah. I also do spoiler episodes, and it's a way to watch a movie that maybe you were never going to watch ever in your life. And I watch the movie so you don't have to. You get it from beginning to end. <laughs> you get a free movie. Hey, there you go. So you can listen to movies. Listen I didn't to even mo mean to say that. Exactly. But you can listen to movies. So check those out. And social media? Mike Distro all the way around. All right. And I am at WebGirlMorgan on all the things. And, of course, the show at Bobby Bones Show. We are on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. I think that's all of them. There's maybe more out there that I just can't <laughs> name right now. But also check out bobbybones.com. Lots of content besides the ones that we talk about here. Uh, all fun stuff up there for you guys. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Mike, thank you so much again. Y'all, we'll see you later. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place 
for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.